episode number 24 of the Healthier Life podcast. Hi, I'm recording this on February the 14th, so if you're listening to this live, then happy Valentine's Day. Whether you're single or whether you have a significant other, I always think that Valentine's Day is a wonderful opportunity and reminder just to tell the important people in your life that you love and appreciate them. And also to remember that you are incredibly loved by God. You know, funny story, when I was growing up, my granny would always send my brother and I an anonymous Valentine's Day card in the post. It was really great because when my friends at school asked me how many cards I'd got, I could always say that I'd got at least one from a mystery admirer. But seriously, it did get me thinking that Valentine's Day isn't just for the romantic partners in your life. And so even today, I always put out little cards and heart-shaped chocolates for my kids as well on the breakfast table. And I wonder if you have similar Valentine's Day traditions. I would certainly love to hear them. Today is actually the very first Valentine's Day in 17 years that my hubby and I don't have any kids at home during the day. So we're planning to head out later for a drink at a rather nice restaurant bar on the waterfront later this afternoon. And I'm really looking forward to that. Funnily enough, on a day that you might be getting lots of chocolates, today's episode is actually about building willpower around food. Now, I'm not saying that you can't enjoy your box of chocolates at all, but willpower is something that many of my clients and listeners struggle with when it comes to having healthy eating habits. So I had already planned to address that in a podcast episode. I'm going to be talking about what willpower is, about the parts of the brain involved in the willpower battle, and then I'm going to give you three steps for building more willpower around food and unhelpful habits. But before we dive in, I do have some great news to share. We have just hit 3,000 downloads on the podcast, and that's in 45 different countries around the world, which is just so amazing. I'm so humbled to think that so many people have been listening to and enjoying these podcasts. And a particular shout out to you if you are listening in Eswatini. Having home educated my children for 11 years, I am pretty good with all my countries of the world. But to be honest, when I saw that in my podcast stats, I had never heard of Eswatini before. A quick Google search told me that it's the country that used to be known as Swaziland. So anyway, a special shout out to my Eswatini listeners. You helped me to learn something new today too. All of this to say that if you are enjoying the podcast and getting value out of it, then please do share it with your friends and family. And also one of the very best ways that you can help me out is to quickly jump on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or your own podcast app and leave me a rating and review. That will really help the show to become more visible so that other people who really need to hear this information will be able to find us more easily and to be encouraged to start listening as well. It only takes a moment, so if you're not driving, then please please quickly pause this episode and do that now. Thank you so much. I'll wait for you. Okay, have you done that? Thank you so much. Before we jump into today's episode on willpower, just a quick disclaimer as always. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive into today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life Podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, 
then we can find the energy, balance, and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. I remember one Christmas when we were living in Russia. My son was about two years old um, and my daughters must have been about four and six. And it was the beginning of Advent and I had just put out all the Christmas decorations and that included a line of felt Christmas stockings, uh, one for each day of the Advent season, so numbered one to 25. And in these little stockings, I had already put three small little chocolates wrapped up inside the stockings and the idea was that the children would be able to take one each day as they counted down to Advent. Now we were having lunch I remember and my son Tom wasn't around and you know how when you have small children and things are very quiet and you start getting really suspicious what are they up to where are they? So we went to investigate and we found Tom he had pulled up a stool in front of the string of Advent stockings and he had clambered on and he was gradually making his way through all the chocolate and his face was smeared with chocolate and his hands were covered in chocolate and then when he saw us come in he just burst into tears because he knew that he was doing something that he shouldn't have done. So I don't know if that resonates with you, whether you've also got funny stories of either yourself or your children just not having willpower to stop when it comes to kind of yummy, delicious food like chocolate. For a long time, I myself didn't realise that I needed such a thing as willpower when it came to foods. I wasn't particularly overweight when I was growing up or in my 20s, and I didn't think anything of my eating habits, to be honest. But as I've got older, and particularly after my son was born, my third child, and then of course my fourth child as well, it's been harder and harder to lose the baby weight. And like so many women in their 40s, I'm having to watch what I eat. And sadly, sometimes that means saying no to the chocolate, or to the dessert, or to the second helping of mashed potatoes. The topic of willpower is a really important one, and so often people report to me that this is a problem for them. And just because I'm a health coach, please don't think that I've got it together 100% either. In fact, last week I was on a course on the psychology of eating, and it was a great course, and I learned so much that I'm hoping to pass on to you through the podcast. But one of the things that was really encouraging to me while I was on that course was just to hear about how all these other health coaches and nutritionists were also struggling from time to time with their own cravings for things like crisps or uh, chips, cookies, chocolates, things like that. So I just want you to know that we're all in this together. But as anything, once you're aware that you have to restrict something or that it would be a good idea to restrict something, I don't know about you, but suddenly you find that it beckons to you more. Do you know what I'm talking about? In fact, the Apostle Paul actually talks about this in Romans 7 verses 7 to 8. He says, For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting. Isn't that so true? Once you make a decision not to eat chocolate, suddenly you find it beckoning to you from all directions. 
Now, you might be thinking, okay, well, this is a good reason why intuitive eating might be the way to go, where we're not restricting things, we're just listening to our body instead. And you might want to go back and listen to episode number 14 with Victoria Yates, all about intuitive eating and body image. But maybe you're someone who has tried intuitive eating and it didn't quite work for you, or perhaps you have other unhelpful habits in your life that are not food related, but things that you know are not helping you and that you'd like to break. So I still think that this episode on willpower will be really helpful for you, whatever your relationship with food is at the moment. Okay, so let's have a quick look at what willpower actually is. I like this definition from the Merriam-Webster dictionary. It says that willpower is the ability to control one's own actions, emotions or urges and also a strong determination that allows one to do something difficult. I don't know if you have heard of the marshmallow experiment. So some scientists did some research on willpower and what they did is they had children in a room and they gave them a marshmallow. They put it on a plate in front of the child and said to them, I'm just going to pop out for a moment. You can either have that marshmallow now or if the marshmallow is still there when I get back, I'm going to give you an extra one. So the children knew that they could either have one marshmallow straight away or if they resisted and waited until the researcher came back, they could have two marshmallows. And it was really funny. I don't know if you've ever seen the video clips of this. You can probably Google it um, and see it. Just the the struggles that these children went through to try to stop themselves eating the marshmallow. And obviously some of them did give in and ate the marshmallow and others were able to resist. Now, people often think that willpower or lack of willpower is actually a kind of stable personality defect. You know, it's something that you either have or you haven't. So you might say that, okay, some of those children had really good willpower and some of them didn't. It's just something that is constant and can't be changed. But actually, willpower operates more like a kind of form of energy that is depleted by making decisions and resisting impulses. They've actually done scientific studies, as well as the marshmallow experiment, they've done other ones as well, to show that willpower is an actual thing that we have more or less of at any one time. So willpower is a kind of energy that is replenished by sleep and glucose. I don't know if you've noticed, but you tend to have a lot more willpower in the morning after you've slept or after you've eaten. So at those times, it's much, much easier to resist the unhelpful habits or the food that we're trying to avoid. And often people report that the most difficult time of day for them is either kind of mid-afternoon or in the evening. And that's when willpower energy tends to be at its lowest. Now, when do we need willpower? We need it when we're faced with two opposing options. So on the one hand, we've got the thing that we want right now. And on the other hand, we've got the plan that we don't actually want to do this. And these options tend to be in conflict with each other. And part of the problem is that they're often not equal. The immediate desire, the thing that we want to do now, tends to have a stronger pull on us than the longer term desire to not do it, to resist, you know, for a longer term goal in the future. Let me give you an example. You might have a longer term goal to lose a bit of weight so that you can feel healthier and have more energy and fit into your favourite summer dress. But the short term desire in front of you is a bar of chocolate. And I you know, I really want to eat this bar of chocolate that's in front of me right now. That's the short term desire. And so suddenly you're faced with this battle between your short term desire and your longer term goal. 
your longer-term health goal is colliding with the immediate desire to eat the chocolate. And willpower is a thing that you need to be able to choose the longer-term goal instead of the immediate desire. In other words, you need willpower to help you to walk away from the chocolate. We have to override this desire for immediate gratification and put into play the series of actions that we've decided on already beforehand to help us stick to our longer term goal. So it's all about being able to tolerate this kind of delayed gratification. So remember back to the marshmallow test experiment with the children. We see the marshmallow in front of us, but we know that if we wait, we've got an even better benefit ahead of us. It's being able to delay that immediate gratification for something that's going to bring us much more pleasure in the long term. Now, these conflicting desires are actually governed by different parts of our brain. So our long-term goals are made in the rational prefrontal cortex system, which is at the front of the brain. And that's where we do our goal planning. And that's the part of the brain that inhibits action. And our immediate desires come from a deeper, more emotional part of your brain in the mid part of your brain called the limbic system. So they're coming from two different parts of our brain. So at the point of decision where we've got this old habit or this immediate desire versus the new habit or the longer term goal, we find ourselves pulled in two different directions. So our longer term goal is pulling us towards the new path and that's the prefrontal cortex system of our brain, whereas the old well-worn habit or the immediate desire that seems so much easier is in the limbic part of our brain. And this is where we need willpower to switch from one part of the brain to the other. Now, when we're just starting out with our new goal or our new eating habit, it does take a lot of energy to pull away from the old habit and the immediate desire and to be able to do the long-term goal instead. And so that's why when we, when our willpower is depleted, when we don't have that willpower energy, it's so much easier to give in to the short-term desire or the old habit. Or perhaps if you notice that in your life generally, you're always having to make a lot of decisions or resist impulses, or maybe you're just very, very tired and you're lacking sleep, then it is much, much more difficult to get that energy that you need to pull away from the old habit and to do the new habit instead. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how you can maximise your willpower energy. In order to do this, you need to reduce the amount of energy that you need at that point of temptation so that you can make that long-term goal easier to choose and make the immediate desire or the old habit less attractive. So there are three steps to being able to do this. So step number one is to identify the situation or the trigger for this unhelpful habit. For example, you might be in the situation where every evening you find yourself so exhausted that when you sit down in front of the TV at the end of a hard day, when you know finally got the kids in bed, or you've just come home and finished your dinner, You sit down in front of the television and you find yourself reaching for that chocolate or the ice cream or the glass of wine or the potato chips. So the trigger in this situation is sitting down to watch TV. So that's the first step to figure out what it is that is triggering this unhelpful habit. The second step is to find ways to make the old habit or the immediate desire in front of you less attractive. And there are some things that you can do uh, to help you with this. 
One is obviously to avoid the situation as much as possible. So to put out of sight the chocolate or the ice cream or the wine or the crisps, or even better, to put it completely out of reach. So maybe it's in a part of the house which is really difficult to get to, or maybe you don't even have it in the house if you're able to do that, just to not bring it into the house in the first place. So find ways to avoid that situation in the first place. Now, if you've come across the work of Gretchen Rubin, you might have heard of the term abstainers versus moderators. So this might be helpful for you to think about in this particular situation. So if you're a moderator, you might be someone who would normally eat a whole bar of chocolate, but you feel able to make that decision to just have one square. And that's okay. You, you're, you're someone who can moderate, who can just make that decision to have the one square. If you're an abstainer like me, you find moderation really difficult. Okay, So if it were me and I was trying to avoid the chocolate, I would just have to not have it anywhere near me at all. I just know that if I have that one square, then that's going to turn into two, three, four, and before I know it, I've eaten the whole bar. So you do need to know yourself and to know whether you are an abstainer or a moderator, whether you need to uh, completely get rid of the trigger food or whether you can just minimise the amount that you have of it. That's kind of something for you to decide. And then something else you can do as well is to talk to yourself. So when they did this marshmallow experiment with the children, they noticed that a lot of the children were actually talking to themselves to tell themselves not to eat the marshmallow. You know, don't eat the marshmallow, you don't need it. They were kind of giving themselves a little pep talk. And this can actually be really helpful. So just to speak out loud to yourself, I'm not going to have this, or not my food, or I'm going to do something different, or just to tell yourself something out loud. And this can be a really helpful way to make this immediate desire or old habit less attractive. Okay, so the third step is to make this new habit or this longer term goal more attractive. Now, there are many ways that you can do this. First of all, is to make sure that you have as much willpower energy as possible at this point. So try to make sure that you're not too depleted when the time comes for this particular trigger or situation. You need to make sure that you're not spending your days exhausting your willpower on other things. Remember that we have a finite amount of this willpower energy, so the easier that we can make the rest of our lives, the easier it will be to resist temptation. So this is where having plans and schedules in place, such as meal planning or routines or to-do lists, anything which just takes away that decision-making process is going to help you have more willpower when it comes to the evening. Be sure also to take times to rest and to sleep well. Remember that willpower is replenished through sleep. So make sure that you're having good night's sleep and also take regular exercise and make sure that your meals are healthy and nutritious and also on a regular basis so that you're not getting to that point mid-afternoon or early evening when you're completely famished and depleted and just looking for your next glucose hit. Okay, so try to make sure that you're building up your willpower energy and not depleting it throughout the day. Then once you've done that, it's really good to have an if-then plan in place. So, for example, if you feel like eating chocolate every time you're watching TV, then you have this plan in place where you say, if I feel like eating chocolate in front of the television, then I'm going to pick up my knitting needles and knit 10 rows. Or it doesn't have to be knitting, it could be, if I feel like having a glass of wine in front of the TV, then I'm going to make myself a cup of herbal tea. 
Do you see? So you have something to replace the old habit with. And this is really important. It's really difficult to break old habits if you don't have a new, better habit to take its place. So think for you, what would be helpful if the reason why you're eating in front of the TV is that you're just looking for something to do with your fingers, you know, then find something to keep your fingers occupied, like the knitting or journaling or some kind of craft. If you find that you just want to have something in your hands or you need something in your mouth, then instead of having the chocolate, have something like the herbal tea or some better kind of food like, you know, some carrot sticks or something like that. So find a better, more healthy habit to replace this old habit with. That's called having an if-then plan. Another thing you can do is use visualisation. Now, you might have heard that athletes, for example, when they're going to run a race, they actually visualise themselves running the whole race and visualise themselves kind of, you know, going over the finish line, maybe winning, you know, running their best time ever. They actually visualise themselves doing that. Or maybe they're a basketball player and they visualise themselves making that basket every time from different parts of the court. And athletes find this really, really helpful in improving their ability in sport. And it actually works in many other areas of life too. So something that's really helpful is to actually sit down, you know, sort of sit down, make yourself quiet, breathe deeply, and then visualise yourself working through the situation. So if it's in the evening, so visualise yourself, you know, having finished dinner, putting things away, moving into the living room where the TV is, and visualise yourself working through your if-then plan. So Instead of reaching for the chocolate, you visualise yourself picking up your knitting needles or picking up your journal or making that cup of herbal tea or getting those carrot sticks out of the fridge. You visualise yourself working through this new healthy habit and being able to overcome the temptation to do the old habit. And that can be really, really powerful. You also want to include in that visualisation as many sounds and smells and tastes using all your senses as you can to make it really, really powerful. And also visualise the kind of feeling that you get from having done the healthy choice, for having resisted that temptation and chosen something better. Visualise how it makes you feel, visualise how much healthier you're going to be in the future, visualise that longer term goal that you have. And that is going to help you find that new habit or the longer term goal more attractive than the old habit or the immediate temptation in front of you. And the last point on this step is to have some kind of accountability and support. Now, I say this many times on the podcast. It is really, really important to have people that you can turn to for support and encouragement as you're trying to change from unhealthy habits to healthier habits as you're trying to reach new goals. So that could be uh, your partner at home. It could be a friend that you're just going to send a quick text message to, or it could be a group that you're part of, maybe the Facebook group, um, the Healthy Life Community Facebook group that we have. Or it could be working with a health coach such as myself and just knowing that you've got someone who's going to be helping you set these new habits and checking up on you to help you to put them into place. And so just to recap on these three steps, the first step was to identify the trigger for the unhelpful habit. The second step was to put things in place to make the unhelpful habit less attractive or less easy to do. And the third step was to put into place things that will help this new habit or the long-term goal be more attractive and easier to do. And strengthening your willpower generally happens across the board. So it happens if you practice any behaviour that needs a bit of effort. 
So if you want to develop your ability to resist those tempting treats, for example, then strengthening your willpower, for example, by meeting a daily walking goal, will also help to strengthen your willpower in these other areas as well. So the more you practice willpower, the more you practice resisting temptation, the easier it will be across the board. And also throughout all of this, I just want to encourage you to pray about it and to turn this over to God and to ask for self-control and help to be able to resist these unhelpful habits and to go for the longer term healthier habits instead. So I hope you found this episode helpful. If willpower is something that you struggle with and you'd like help to overcome your unhelpful habits and put some new healthier habits in place, then do reach out to me and we can have a chat about how health coaching might be just the thing that you're looking for this year to help you get started on your journey towards better health and wellness. You can either email me at support at katherineshelton.net or you can book a free discovery call at bit.ly slash call Catherine. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash call Catherine. There's no strings attached and I would love to connect with you. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless and I will catch you next time. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.